All right. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Ardello Training Podcast, the strength and performance podcast. This is episode number 259, and I am your host, Scott Ardello. Thank you for being here uh, this week. This week, my guest is Jeff Palazzaro. Jeff is a licensed physical therapist and golf fitness professional. He is the co-founder of 18 Strong, a golf fitness website and podcast where the mission is simple, help golfers train harder, practice smarter, and play better golf. Combining instructional videos and podcast interviews with some of the best golfers and coaches in the world, 18 Strong is quickly becoming one of the top online resources for golfers looking to think, play, and feel stronger on and off the course. This is a great website. Uh, Jeff is doing a great job, and uh, I'm really excited to have him here on the show. This is definitely a a different topic than we have ever talked about on the show. I don't think I've ever had a golf fitness professional on the show, but uh, I have had some requests for this topic, and that is one of the reasons why we were doing it. The other reason is because I have got to uh, to know Jeff a little bit through something that we were uh, collaborating with online, and uh, he is really a great guy. You will hear that and discover that for yourself in this interview if you aren't familiar with Jeff. You're going to learn and hear about Jeff's approach to strength and better movement and improved performance, and we even talk a little bit about hypertrophy as well, and how that can actually benefit some golfers. You will even hear my own golf story that I've never really talked about. I've never talked about it, actually, uh, in the podcast. So if you play golf, if you are interested in golf or want to work with golfers, you will definitely learn a lot in this session. As always, though, there are always insights and applications to take away from an interview like this. So I I love doing these uh, different topics uh, topics that we haven't talked about and addressed here on the show. And again, Jeff Jeff's information is very niched for golfers, but uh, I think our philosophy, our principles are very, very similar as you will hear about uh, during this interview. So before we get into that, uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Uh, I've been doing a lot more audiobooks myself, and Audible has a... 30-day free trial. You can check that out at audibletrial.com forward slash strength podcast. You will find over 180,000 titles to choose from that is constantly being updated and you can download the app for your iPhone, your Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, A lot of options to uh, really take advantage of the audio books and audio learning format. So once again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash strength podcast. Check it out, guys. It's a great, great resource to continue your learning and growing and evolving. And if you're a listener of podcasts, I'm sure that you will enjoy audiobooks as well. So with that, guys, we are going to uh, get ready and jump into the interview Uh, Guys, I do want to make a quick uh, call out here. If you're not part of the Ardella training community, I usually mention this at the end of the episode, but make sure to go to ardellatraining.com forward slash join to number one, become part of the community where I've been sending out weekly uh, emails, usually on Friday that contain 
new information, tips and resources, valuable things. I don't just send out emails. Uh, I send out uh, pure content, things that can really help you out. And uh, I'm excited to uh, get back into uh, communicating with my subscribers on a consistent basis. And I've been doing that every week. And uh, number two, there are some great things that are coming down the pike from Ardella Training. So you'll be the first to to know about that. And then number three, you're going to get some great uh, resources, some free training resources that will help you out immediately um, in one of the uh, the guides that I have for you available right now. So again, go to ardellatraining.com forward slash join if you're not part of the community at Ardella Training already. So guys, I enjoyed this interview. I know that you will too. So let's jump into the interview with uh, Jeff and learn some things about what he is doing with his uh, approach to golf performance. Enjoy. Jeff Palazzaro is a physical therapist. He is named as one of the 50 best golf fitness professionals in 2017 and 2018 by Golf Digest. Jeff works with professional and amateur golfers as well as athletes and general fitness clients of all ages and abilities. Jeff is a TPI certified level two fitness instructor and a level one certified plain truth golf instructor. Uh, Jeff, I'm definitely going to ask you about those two certifications here as we uh, get into the interview session. And thank you so much for joining the show. Let's make this a great session for the audience here today. Absolutely, Scott. Really happy to be here. Yeah, man. So let's just start at the top, Jeff. I definitely want to hear about uh, your journey, uh, how you got to where you are today. And um, I'm a, a former physical therapist. I know you're a current PT. So talk about how uh, you became a PT. I'm always interested in somebody's story in how they became a PT. But then, you know, how did you transition into specializing in golf the way you do? Yeah, I mean, it- I think it all started like most physical therapists with uh, some sort of an injury in our past where we were kind of um, shown that physical therapy was even a a career path. And I think much like you, I I actually am a little bit more on the fitness side these days as opposed to the traditional physical therapy. But, you know, growing up, I played soccer. I didn't really play golf growing up and played soccer um, in high school, had a couple injuries. Uh, One was kind of a freak injury where I severed a tendon in my foot. And so that required me going through some physical therapy. And, and I knew that I wanted to do something. I'd always really liked, you know, the anatomy and physiology and just, uh, the sciences of the body and, and thought that that would be a cool route to take, to be able to stay somewhat involved in maybe sports or athletics in some way or another. And so I think in my head, I envisioned myself kind of like many of us, uh, athletes do going and working with some sort of a pro team or, something like that. I went to school in Kansas City, both undergrad and grad school. And when I graduated, I decided that, you know, looking into working with a professional team was not really the direction I wanted to go. So I went into um, generalized, you know, outpatient orthopedics, worked at a hospital um, at their outpatient center first, and then moved over to more of a private practice. And Got to work with some different, you know, different populations, a few professional athletes, a lot of general population, back pain, neck pain, that type of stuff. But I had an opportunity about, I think it was 2004, no, 2008, um, 2004 is when I moved to that new clinic. 2007, 2008 is when I met um, a woman here in town who had started a golf fitness company, 
excuse me, company um, on, and she had traveled around with the PGA Tour, but she was back in St. Louis and was kind of building up a practice here. And we had shared some clients together. Um, some, you know, some guys that had gotten hurt came over to see me. Some of my guys I'd sent over cause they were golf guys and wanted to work on their fitness. And eventually we just kind of ended up teaming up. I kind of broke off of the traditional physical therapy. I was on, I was a director of the clinic, but was just kind of in that burnt out phase. Yeah. And so I moved over to the, the fitness side. And I, like I said, I didn't really grow up playing golf. Didn't really know much about the game of golf, except for, you know, going and playing in some scrambles with friends or family. But um, there was something about it that I really loved, and I knew that because of my knowledge of the body that I could help these guys and girls no matter what with you know the movement of their swing, the way that their body was supposed to be moving, and that then I started to really learn about the swing itself, the game itself, and just kind of fell in love from there. And that's really where it all kind of started, and then um, I worked with that company for a little bit and then slowly transitioned into doing my own thing. And eventually, you know, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, ended up going and founding uh, 18 Strong. Do you exclusively work with golfers only now at this point? It's um, yeah. any new clients these days really are golfers. I've got some people that I've been working with for years now that are just some general population. But I would say 90 to 95 percent of my clients are are golfers. Again, at all levels, some of them are, you know, if you just watch this in the gym, it would seem like more general fitness clientele. Um, but they want to make sure that it benefits their golf game. So they right. want to make sure that they're doing things that not only are going to make them stronger and healthier, but they're not going to hinder them on the course. And if anything, they're going to help them on the course. Got it. So I've never really talked about this before, but, um, I am a, I don't want to say former golfer. Cause I think when you, you play golf, you're, you're always a golfer. I just, I don't golf as much as I used to. And, uh, I discovered golf in, in college and the, the first thing I did to learn golf is I picked up a book by Ben Hogan uh, called The Five Lessons, The Modern Fundamentals of Golf. I think he wrote that book in 1957. And I, I think this is a, an incredible book. As a matter of fact, anybody that I run into uh, and you know we're talking about golf, I always recommend this book because I think Ben Hogan had probably one of the most beautiful golf swings I, I've ever seen. And he, he documented what he did in this book. And it really helped me before I even... Uh, started to to play golf. So um, that's kind of my, my golf story. Uh, I When I moved to Florida many years ago, I used to play once a month. Now I maybe play once a year. So um, I would definitely like to get back to, to playing more regularly, but uh, have a lot of things going on. And uh, But but it's, it's one of those games, and I'll maybe even touch on this later as, as we wrap up, but I think golf is a lot like kettlebell training in some ways and, and weightlifting. And I'll explain what I mean later, but what's, what's kind of your golf story? What, why I wanted to share this because I actually have a real interest and a passion around golf. I think it's a a wonderful game and there's so many great things about it. Um, what was the hook for you? That's what I'm leading to with this. You know, what's funny is, um, mentioning that book, the Ben Hogan book, the year, the year that I switched over to start working with that golf fitness company in 2008, is also when we had my first son, Sam. He was born in February of that year. Okay. And for Father's Day that year, my dad bought me that book, that Ben Hogan book. Oh, wow. And so wow. that was really the, the very first golf <laughs> book that I ever read and just consumed it. You know, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's, it's probably the best golf book I've read to date. And it's just one of those timeless pieces of literature when it comes yeah. to anything related to golf. Um, but I think, you know, 
the golf game is something that we can play forever. Yes. And so I don't know if that was necessarily the hook, but that has become one of the things that I really cherish about it is that I've got clients that are in their late seventies that are still playing. They're still loving the game. They're still trying to quote unquote, figure it out, you know? Um, and I think that's probably a, a little bit alluding to what you're talking about with the kettlebell training and, and weightlifting is, you know, it's a game that we, we're never going to we're never going to totally figure out. You might you know, find a tip or you might find a, a, something in your swing or something that works really well. But there's always room for improvement. There's always going to be disappointments. And I think that's anybody that has any competitive spirit to them loves loves that piece of, you know, almost I guess you'd call it mastery of trying to figure out how do I get better? What can I do? There's so many different pieces to it outside of just the the actual swing, but it's the fitness side, it's the nutrition side, it's the mental game side. And then, you know, the game itself, I mean, you're always in some of the most beautiful places when you're playing golf. Even if you're at your local municipal uh, course, you know, and you're out there playing on a Thursday afternoon. Every time I'm out playing like on a Thursday afternoon, it's like, man, I could be either – working at the gym or I could be out in this beautiful setting. And I think it's just a a combination of all those things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you really, uh, you did kind of summarize what I was thinking of, uh, when I was explaining the kettlebells and weightlifting, it's, it goes back to that thing about mastery you said, and something that you can always work to, uh, develop and improve on. Um, and you're always trying to figure it out. And that's really the similarity. Uh, you know, golf swing is, is very technical and, you know, once you learn the, the fundamentals, as are outlined in, in Ben's great book, um, it's, you know, you still continue to work and refine those skills. And that's really the parallel that I was drawing um, with kettlebells and, and weightlifting. So let me ask you this. What do you enjoy the most about uh, what you do working with golfers and helping them? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, there's so many things, but I think one big piece of it is when a guy comes back guy or girl comes back and they say that, you know, what we've been doing, they've noticed a difference on the course. And that doesn't always translate into, oh, you know, I'm, I'm five shots better. But I had a guy just this morning, he's like, hey, would strength training, like all this stuff we've been doing, would that cause me to walk faster? Because I used to be like trailing behind all my buddies and he's, you know, he's in his late sixties. He's like, and now like those guys can't keep up with me. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff it just kind of makes me smile and think, you know, if this guy would have been doing these kinds of things for the last 30 years instead of the last six months, you know, what kind of gains would he have seen? So just being able to kind of prolong somebody like like his you know golf career where he can go and play with less discomfort or have more fun when he's out on the course. And you just kind of see that that little change in them, like that excitement, like, oh, man, I, I, there's some potential here for me to do better things on the golf course because of some of the changes that we've made in the gym. So, you know, with my background as a physical therapist, a lot of what I do really emphasizes, you know, getting them to first, you know, prevent injury, getting them out of pain if they have some sort of pain, getting them to move better. And I think that when you can start to control those things or improve those things, the, they're naturally going to see themselves playing more golf, enjoying the game a little bit better. And I think that's a win-win for everybody. Nice. Can you talk about your approach? Like, how do you do that? What is the, I guess, really the, the big picture? You know, everybody's individual, of course, and how you look at them and assess them and, and take them through a, a program. 
what, how do you, how do you approach it for the golfer? So anybody that comes into the gym, um, to see me personally, I'll take them through a full evaluation and that evaluation is going to include, you know, multiple things. One is the, the Titleist performance or TPI evaluation that, that anybody that goes through the Titleist program will learn. And it's kind of a combination of FMS, functional movement screen. Um, it was kind of developed in collaboration with Greg Rose and Greg Cook. And so we'll take them through a lot of those movement-based um, different positions and evaluation techniques to just see, first of all, how is this person moving? What are some of the possible limitations, either um, mobility-wise or stability-wise? And then I'll take them through some general strength-related um, exercises or movements and even a couple power tests, depending on the person. And it kind of depends on what their goals are. If it's, if it's um, Bob Jones, who's you know, coming in at 65, we're going to look a lot more at just, you know, how does he move? How, what's his balance like? If it's like, I have a young man coming in this afternoon, who's just graduating from college, he's getting ready to go and and try to make it on the pro circuit. We're going to look at a lot more in depth at some of the things like, you know, what kind of stability has, what kind of club head speed he has. Is that something we need to worry about and improve? Or is that something that we actually have to worry about him swinging too fast right now and get his body to be able to handle that kind of stuff. So again, it's all very individualized, but I think for the most part, you know, if we then kind of back out and look at it a little bit more globally, um, the biggest population of golfers is really kind of the, the, the population of people that are in the workforce and, you know, maybe they're in their forties and fifties, even sixties. And those are the guys that are, you know, out on the golf course on the weekends, but they're in the, in their desk job for most of the week. And for those people, I think majority is let's just teach them that they need to start moving and moving more frequently and getting certain pieces of their body to do what they need to be able to do in order to make a better swing. So, you know, for instance, the, the hips or the, the shoulders and thoracic spine, if those things aren't working very well, a lot of times these guys will come in with back pain and, and wonder why, but once we can get them moving, those joints a little bit better, that stuff tends to clear up. So overall, really kind of that, that movement piece is one of the most important things that I can stress to everyone. So you talked about uh, the results and really translating to performance on the golf course. I mean, is, is that the number one reason that, that uh, your clients come to see you is they're trying to look to improve their performance on the greens? I think it depends on the client. Um, you know, here in St. Louis, there's not a huge number of, you know, aspiring professional golfers. Um, once guys realize that they're, they're good enough to take it to the higher level, they're going to end up in like a Florida or Arizona uh, where they can play more year-round golf. Right. I would say the majority of clientele that I work with here are typically business professionals that are also, you know, they belong to the country club or they play a couple times a week. And so, yes, it's a matter of them improving on the golf course, but I think it's also just that combination of, hey, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I really, I've been neglecting it a little bit. Maybe I've been, I've been killing it at the office. I've been working a ton and now I'm getting to play more golf, but I'm realizing I'm not hitting it as far as I used to. Um, I, I got some aches and pains that, you know, I didn't used to have. They're kind of nagging and hey, I realized that I just need to you know, maybe get in a little bit better shape because I've got 
kids that I want to play with or, you know, all of those factors come into play. I would say a lot of them, it's that, that general fitness piece, but also with that caveat of, I also want this to improve, improve my golf game distance wise, endurance wise. Um, so it's kind of, they know that I'm the guy that's going to work with them. That's going to facilitate their golf game, but also help them with all those other health related pieces that they know are so important. Do you think that they're coming to you with the idea of sports specific training for golf? I mean, is that something that, is that their language? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, uh, so many people come in and, you know, I think they're, they're envisioning, okay, we're going to be rotating a lot. We're going to be throwing a lot of medicine balls at a wall <laughs> right. and we're going to use the cables and we're just going to be doing chops all day long. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's kind of funny when I, I break out, I try to educate as much as I can in that first evaluation process that, you know, there's things that we're going to work on that are just going to look like boring old exercises, but you know, right now you can't do them. You don't know how to do them. Your body's not doing them properly. And we have to get those things taken care of. Um, as my buddy Jason Glass likes to say, you have to earn the right to rotate in your training sessions. And if, if you can't handle some of the basic exercises that we want to take you through in movements, um, you know, we're going to work on that stuff so you have a, a solid base to go on. But yeah, the, a lot of times they're very disappointed. We're like, well, when are we going to start doing like the golf movements? <laughs> and I have to kind of explain that that's not what it's all about. Right. So are you doing the, the basic, uh, you know, the squat, you know, a deadlift pattern, um, fundamental movements is where you're starting and then you're, you're progressing there is that that's kind of what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a big, you know, push, pull, squat, lunge, deadlift, and then have some sort of rotation or, or change of directions in there, because that is a very important piece to the, the game of golf. But I feel like many times people want to go into that, that heavy resisted rotation right away and mm -hmm. they're not ready for it. So we start with those basics and really those kind of dominate every training session that we do. But, you know, as you know, there's so many different variations and so many different ways that we can do those to challenge their body differently that, you know, to, to you and I, we can say, okay, it's these five or six regular patterns, but to them, it looks like 200 different exercises. What are the, uh, what are the tools you're using Jeff most commonly with most of your golfers? training implements? Uh, mostly, you know, I mean, the standard stuff, dumbbells, some kettlebells, um, a bench, uh, you know, big Swiss ball, exercise ball. Um, we do a lot of body weight stuff, um, working on just controlling their, their movement patterns. We do some cable work. Um, we use lat pull downs. We use seated row machines. I use hamstring curl machines. Um, you know, it just depends on the person and what we're trying to trying to work on with them specifically. We've got a, a sled, we've got a whole room that's basically full of turf so we can do a lot of work on the floor. Uh, I mean, a little bit of everything. We, do we do some band work? Um, but again, it's, I like the idea of really varying the exercises. So their body handles different demands. We use Indian clubs, um, you know, to kind of almost keep their body guessing a little bit and be prepared for anything. The golf swing is is such a dynamic movement. You're moving in so many different directions. You can have an uphill lie, a downhill lie. You could have one foot hanging out of a bunker. So I really like to try to get them used to a lot of different varieties of positions, angles, and different forces on their body. 
You did mention kettlebells in there. I'm curious, how do you use kettlebells in your uh, approach? So uh, we do a fair amount of uh, Turkish get-ups. Okay. I do some some swings with people, but um, I'm a little hesitant on teaching certain clients of mine swings, primarily because I haven't gone through and learned. I don't think I've mastered the kettlebell swings yet. And yeah, so I'm continuing right. to strive to, to work on those. There's a couple clients that I've, I've worked on with those. Um, I, I love kettlebells. I love using them. Um, we'll even use them for, you know, even just some, some pressing exercises, things like that. Um, hinging exercises, you know, single kettlebell or double kettlebell type things. Um, again, just to kind of throw, uh, throw their, their balance or their forces off a little bit. Um, but that's primarily the way I use it. And also maybe some carries, things like that too. Okay. What have you seen with the getup specifically? I'm curious. What What are your thoughts on, on the getup for the golfer? First, uh, they're surprised at how hard it is. Yeah. Even when, even starting <laughs> with a, a, a very light kettlebell, um, you know, if you have them do even th- three getups on one side and then move over to the other, I mean, they're, they're taxed at the end. And when they first watch me do it, they kind of don't really understand why we would, we would even be doing it. Um, but then once they experience it and they realize, whoa, that was that was more challenging than I thought it was, and it, it was more technical than than they thought it was going to be. Um, but I think they like that too because I think much like a golf swing, it's it like you said before, you know, you're you're trying to improve the technique of it, and all the little nuances of that exercise can really make a difference in what's what's being targeted or, or what they're feeling. So. Um, I think they, the ones that I have do it, they've enjoyed it. I mean, they've kind of hated it, but they also have enjoyed it. Yeah. What percentage of your clients would you say, uh, do that exercise specifically? Um, I'd say probably 25% or so. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's good. Um, I mean, it just seems like, um, a really valuable exercise for, for the golfer. I, I don't have any, uh, specific golfers that, that I could pull from to say that's the case. So that's why I'm really asking you that question. So, yeah, I just really like, you know, I mean, it, it targets so many different things mm-hmm. when you're working on, you know, coming into that getting up position. I mean, you've got the core, you've got the shoulder stability, which is almost like sneaky on that when, especially when you're starting with a, a lighter weight, um, people don't realize how much that's actually working that shoulder girdle and how much that shoulder girdle is important in their golf swing to translate the power from the body out to the club. So I think that that has really helped as far as just some, some scapular stability type stuff that we want to work on. Yep. Are are there most valuable exercises for the golfer? You know, you mentioned that people come in and they want to get to the, the rotation stuff right away and medicine balls and things. What, uh, what are your top exercises uh, when someone has earned the, the right to, um, you know, get, get to those exercises when they have good movement patterns and they're not in pain and things like that. Sure. Um, you know, I think like we mentioned before, kind of mastering those, those bigger ones, uh, the split squat I think is, is a phenomenal exercise because it works on, you know, getting that range of motion of the lower body and work their, their posture. So many, people have those tight hip flexors that really affect their low back. So I love doing split squats. Uh, you'll see those, some sort of variation of split squats in almost every program I design. 
with the golfers. But once they kind of are able to do some of those hinging patterns, they've got, you know, a good squatting pattern. They're, they're pretty good at the, the split squats. I like doing, you know, some sort of chops. I like to do some sort of um, rotary patterns with, uh, with the cables. Again, I, I don't ever really go super heavy on those. Um, I'll go a little heavier with more like a, like a pal-off press where, you know, or even just kind of an isometric pal-off press, kind of an anti-rotation exercise. Um, I think those are extremely beneficial. Most golfers rotate all the time and it's so rotation while they may have some limitations in their motion into rotation. I think many times we don't understand how important it is to be able to stabilize and, and prevent rotation in certain situations. So doing some of those pal-off presses or even some, um, you know, dumbbell rows where you're really focusing on not letting the trunk turn or rotate or some sort of a, a cable row where again, you're stabilizing the trunk and trying to prevent the rotation. Um, and then there's a, I wouldn't necessarily call it an exercise that I would do in their training session, but it's more of a kind of a neurological training and it's, we use a lot of overspeed training and I don't know if you've, you've ever heard of the super speed golf clubs. Um, they're basically an, an overweight or I'm sorry, overspeed device to work on swing speed. Okay. And I've, I've started using that with, um, pretty much every one of my clients and it's not necessarily strengthening. It's a little, and it's not necessarily endurance. It's a little bit more of that, that nervous system training where they're, feeling these different weights of clubs and they don't have any kind of a, a club head on them. Um, but the, the three clubs are just slightly different weights, uh, but they allow your body to move faster than you would if you were swinging your regular driver. And it has definitely increased swing speeds, uh, in our clientele dramatically. It sounds like you have a, a pool of, of good things that you go to that really make a difference. Um, l- let me ask you about the, the back pain patient. How many, how many clients have come to you with, with back pain that are golfers? A, a lot, a lot. I mean, you know, if you put that in percentage wise, I'd say 80 to 90% of them have had some sort of back pain at some point that we've been working. So a lot of them come to me because of it. Um, some of them, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, they played, you know, they went on a guy's trip and at the end of the trip, they, they have some discomfort. Uh, but I would say, you know, the majority of golfers that you're going to run into have had some sort of back ailment at some time. So what is, what is the outcome for them after they're working with you for, for a bit, for a while, uh, going through your kind of strength and conditioning approach? It's, I mean, I would say the majority of them notice big changes, but again, are kind of surprised at the, the route we take because, okay you know, most of the time you think of back pain and you think, well, we got to strengthen the back. Um, but what I've really learned over the past several years working, not just with golfers, but, you know, through some of the great continuing education and, and things like that, learning from, you know, like the guys at TPI is usually it's not the back itself. I mean, sure. Many people have degenerative issues, disc related issues, but if you look at the majority of the population, you're going to find those things in, your x-rays or MRIs. And some of those people will be, you know, asymptomatic. But many times when you go to look at everything surrounding that person's back, I find a lot of um, limitations, especially in the hips, Um, hips, thoracic spine, 
um, are probably the two big ones that I notice: the shoulders. And when those areas aren't working well, they're not able to stabilize or move the way that they need to. The back is, as Greg Rose from TPI would put it, he's like the big brother. He, he just kind of picks up and, and does the heavy lifting because everybody else isn't doing their job. So the low back is what ends up taking on the stress that it's not supposed to. It's not really supposed to rotate at the low back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your thoracic spine is not rotating or your hips aren't rotating well, um, then your low back is going to suffer. And so many times what we start working on first is just getting the hips moving a lot better. Obviously, each person is going to be different. We'll look and see what what their main thing is. But um, almost everybody, I have them start to do some of the uh, controlled articular rotations where you're just starting to work on hip motion, shoulder motion, shoulder blade motion. And um, I've got one guy in particular that, I mean, he couldn't finish 18 holes of golf without taking prescription medications, narcotic-style medications. Wow. Wow. Um, and he'd gone to a chiropractor. He'd gone to you know physical therapist. And they always treated his back. They you know, would crack his back or do whatever. Yeah. And when, when he came in, we started working. And, and I'm like, I don't – I think your hips just suck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, right. So we started working on those. And, I mean, he just went on a guy's trip, played four days of golf, no medication, no Advil. Um, but he's the guy that's out on the driving range, you know, rolling around doing some of his hip-related exercises. Yeah. But and he said it's, it's made a world of difference. That's awesome. And that makes a lot of sense too. I mean, you know, because the, the lumbar spine, there's not a lot of rotation there, like you said. And then a lot of the problems there are likely or can be a result of the, the hip uh, immobility, the, the T-spine immobility. So that makes a lot of sense. And I think you're right. A lot of people probably overlook that and focus on the wrong area there. So what do uh, golfers... Uh, what are some of their misconceptions around maybe your approach? So maybe around getting too strong for golf or maybe developing some hypertrophy, which could take away from their game. What are some of the common um, misconceptions they have? Yeah, those are, those are big ones. We kind of touched earlier on the, the idea that they think they're going to come in and just do all this rotational stuff. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, we deal with that a lot, but the idea of, I don't want to build muscle because that's just going to make me more, more tight. I just need to come in and, and stretch out and I need to rotate more and, and get more flexible into my rotation. I would say that those are big ones. And, you know, trying to explain to them that, you know, we're not necessarily going for, for muscle bulk, but you know, that's not a bad thing. I actually just listened to your episode on hypertrophy training versus strength training. And it was phenomenal. I'm going to have quite a few of my, my golfers listen to it because for some of these guys, you know, they're in their fifties or in their sixties. So doing a little hypertrophy training is actually a great thing for them for many reasons outside of just their golf game. Right. But also, you know, when they come in and they see that we're going to be doing, you know, some, some deadlifts or, you know, some presses and things like that, um, with maybe more weight than they were used to doing or that they thought was, was necessary, um, they're a little apprehensive, but once you start to educate on why it's important, you know, the stronger they are, they're going to be able to handle more stress. Their legs are going to be a lot more solid. They're going to be more balanced over the ball. Um, then that's definitely, they start to notice that improvement, um, pretty soon, you know, they start to, to notice like, Hey, we haven't done a whole lot of golf related, you know, as they think golf specific st- type stuff, but I just feel better over the ball. I feel more solid. I feel like I'm hitting it more firmly. And a lot of that just has to do with 
their body's able to handle their, their balance. They're able to rotate better without falling over. They have a little more power through their feet. Um, and then the misconception that they just need to stretch into rotation, I, I think is, is funny. You get, you get a guy in the gym and you show him <laughs> yeah. that, you know, okay, let's look at your rotation. And yet there's many times where they do have a limitation, but, um, it's also like I could, I could stretch them. I could pull them into that rotation. No problem. So I'm like, this, this shows me that you don't need to just be stretched. You need to, you need to actively be able to get through this range of motion. That would be kind of my definition of mobility. We need to make you more, more mobile and in control of that motion not just you lay down and me stretch on you. Jeff, who are some uh, golfers that, that lift today? So some of the young, young golfers that are uh, doing more strength training and who lifts heavy out of the, out of the professional golfers today? Well, the most recent winner at the, the PGA championship, which was here in St. Louis mm-hmm. um, is Brooks Kepka. And if you look at him, he, he looks like he's a tight end. Um, <laughs> And right. he, he's been known, you know, like the morning that he went out on Sunday to win the PGA championship, he was at a local gym here in town deadlifting. Um, I think somebody said he was deadlifting, you know, 300 pounds and, you know, you'll see him doing heavy bench presses and things like that. Um, so it's, there's definitely guys on tour. Dustin Johnson is another one that works out pretty hard. I think he does, does some fairly heavy weight, um, and then you've got guys on the other end of the spectrum that, you know, you'll see them working out and it's a little bit more movement based and still doing resistance training. But there's definitely some guys out there yeah. that if you saw them in the gym, you'd be hard pressed to tell if they're a, a golfer, a, a baseball player, you know, or some other athlete. Is that surprising to you or do you think that maybe this is kind of the, the new direction for the uh, the new age golfer? I, you know, I don't think it's surprising. I think golf is behind many other sports when it comes to, you know, the, just the benefits of strength training. And I think we're starting to, to see more of that, um, which I think could be a good thing and a bad thing, you know, because sometimes you'll think you'll see guys like a Brooks Kepka doing that. And then golfers think, you know, I just need to do the same style workout that, you know, the football team is doing. And I think that different people need to kind of realize where, they should be putting those efforts. Um, but I do think it's, it's a phenomenal thing that golfers are starting to realize that throwing some weights in your hand is, is definitely going to benefit you. And it's going to help your, it's going to help your endurance, it's going to help your power. It's going to help, you know, almost every aspect of your game, but you have to do it. You have to do it smart. You have to do it safely. You can't just go load up the bar and, and think you're going to go start deadlifting without realizing what the reparations might be. Jeff, let me ask you about the, uh, the two certifications I mentioned as I was doing the introduction. You have the uh, TPI certification and then the uh, plain truth. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, both of those. I know you talked about the TPI, but um, expand on that a little bit more. Sure. TPI is the Titleist Performance Institute, and it was founded by Greg Rose and Dave Phillips. Um, Greg Rose is a, a chiropractor. And Dave Phillips is a golf professional. And so they started this whole organization, you know, with the blessing of Titleist and, and were able to, to use their name and have built, they've become kind of the gold standard when it comes to um, golf and fitness. If, if anyone's looking for a golf fitness professional, as many of us are known, um, usually one of the first questions is, are you TPI certified? And 
what they've done is create an entire education platform for different channels in the golf world. So they've got uh, their their very first certification level is a seminar that you go to, and it's golf fitness prof- or golf professionals like swing instructors, swing coaches. It's medical professionals, doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, as well as fitness professionals, all in the same seminar, learning what the correlations are between the physical side and the technical side of golf. So swing faults, swing characteristics, and really kind of meshing those together. So you, everybody has a little bit of a, a ground understanding of how they all correlate. And then they move off into different tracks. So they've got their fitness track, they've got their medical track, which is very much like the SFMA. Um, right. You know that was um, built in collaboration with those guys. Um, they've got the the golf instructor track. So it it's a way to kind of build professionals that are willing to work as teammates in order to figure out how to best serve the golfer. And it's it's just phenomenal. I can't say enough great things about the guys that started it. The guys that are um, continuing to do the seminars, um, become very good friends with them, and, and have learned so much from all of those guys. It's a phenomenal organization. All right. So that's basically the gold standard for working with golf professionals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, most people would, would ask, you know, are, are you TPI certified? That's kind of number one. If you're, if you're not, they might go looking somewhere else. Right. Right. Uh, what about the other one? The, uh, plain truth. What, what is that? So the plain truth is, was started by Jim Hardy and Chris O'Connell. And they are two world-renowned golf instructors. Um, Jim Hardy is kind of one of the godfathers of, of golf instruction. He's probably, I think he's in his 70s now. And Chris O'Connell works with Matt Kuchar and some other tour pros. And I had started working with a local golf professional at one of the clubs here in town. And he was, he was the guy at the club who would be giving lessons to the members of the club and got to know him really well, was working with a lot of his clients, and he was certified through this organization. And it's basically, um, they teach their methods on, you know, how to how to look at the the golfer and how to instruct them to, to play better. And not necessarily looking at specifically making them into one swing style, but looking at what are the effects of the golf swing. Much like you would evaluate, you know, somebody in the fitness realm, they look at the golfer and try to figure out how they can make their mechanics better, make their contact better. Um, and so I kind of started learning more about this and had the opportunity to go with the local pro that I was working with, uh, went down to Florida and spent the weekend there and, and got certified as a golf instructor. I by no means uh, pretend that I'm a swing coach, but it was great for me to just understand what's going on in the golf swing much, much more um, efficiently and really kind of learn, you know, what are we trying to, to make happen when somebody's swinging the club? What are the physics of, of what the club's doing with the ball? How does the, the ball flight show me what's going on maybe with the club and, and thus with the player? And so it was just more of a way for me to kind of educate myself a little bit more on what's actually happening and what people are wanting to do when they swing a club. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Um, sure. What advice would you have for a, a coach or a trainer that's listening and they're looking to maybe work more with uh, uh, golf, golfers, I should say? Um, I would say one of the best things you can do is start connecting with some of the local golf pros around town. 
um, and, and offer your services to them for free, really. You know, everybody got certain country clubs around, and there's always a head, head golf professional that works with a lot of golfers there at their club. If there's a way that you can help them um, improve their own game and they would see the benefits of it, um, then they're definitely going to tell their clientele about it. So that was that's one of the things that really helped me as far as from a, a business standpoint, getting people in the door. Sure. Um, but I would say that as far as like certification wise, I would definitely go through the the Titleist Performance Institute. That level one's a great intro course for really understanding some of the basic pieces of golf. If you're if you're completely fresh to golf, um, that would be a great course to go to. If you're already a golfer, you already understand uh, the golf swing quite a bit. Um, you know, I think you have to have the passion for golf as well. The golfers want to know that you know the right. game, that you understand the game, and hopefully that you can you can play the game yeah. uh, fairly well. You know, I mean, I, I'm by no means a scratch golfer, but over <laughs> the years have, have definitely improved right. in playing golf, you know. And so you kind of, just like anything, to be a fitness professional, you don't want to be, you know, yeah. 100 pounds overweight and, and right. not, you know, fairly strong. Same thing with a, a golf fitness professional. They want to know that, you know, if you're going to demonstrate something in the golf swing for them, that it doesn't look, doesn't look silly. How often do you get out on the uh, fairways? You know, I've, I've played a little bit more this year than the past, um, you know, much like you busy running a, a podcast and, uh, you know, fitness business and three kids that right. I, and a wife and all that. But, right, right. um, I've probably averaged a couple times, eh, maybe, maybe two to three times a month. That's good. Um, That's over the, great. over the past several months. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely been, um, been better than the past few years. And I've got a couple coming up. I got a, a great guys, college buddies trip. We've got, and not even a trip. It's here in St. Louis this year, but we've got 40 guys and we do a Ryder Cup style event. So that'll be a couple of days in a row. Tell us what you have going on at the uh, 18strong.com website. Uh, someone goes there, they land there. Where do they start? So when you go to the landing page, you'll you'll see all different kinds of things on there. But um, our podcast is kind of our, our main piece of content. Um, I think we just completed our 206th episode, which will be coming out soon. Um, and that's a, that's a great place to start is, you know, the podcast tab right there, you can scroll through and I, I was kind of scrolling through your podcast. We've had a lot of similar guests on there, uh, Stuart McGill and, and, you know, Kelly Starrett and some of the other people in the fitness world, but we've also had some professional PGA players, some of the top mental game guys, Dr. Gio Valiente and, um, you know, Dr. Brett McCabe. So the podcast is definitely a place to start. Our YouTube channel, we're definitely ramping up content over there. Um, and we try to speak to the golfer themselves. Um, we're definitely a golf and fitness platform, kind of an educational platform. But we want to speak to the golfer and encourage them that this whole fitness thing, this whole taking care of your body is just as important as going and buying that new driver, you know, and having the newest piece of technology. In fact, your body is the most important piece of equipment that you own. And by taking care of that, you're going to do yourself many more favors than if you just are looking for the new piece of equipment and technology. But we've got a lot of things going on over the website, um, the YouTube channel, the podcast. Um, we've got a couple of products that we just put out. We've got an eight week online training program, uh, called the golf by blueprint. So, uh, and a, a warm-up product that we just put out, the warm-up blueprint for golfers that are just, you know, looking for something to give them that edge before they go and hit that first tee box. 
Nice. Nice. Well, it's a great looking website. Uh, definitely encourage people to go and check it out. And, um, a lot of podcast episodes, 206, you said. So that's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, There's a lot of yeah, work behind that. <laughs> you know? 206 will, will go out, I, I believe, wow. next week. Uh, but yeah, nice. you know, you know, as anyone, there's a lot of the behind the scenes and oh, man. trying to get these guests scheduled and everything. But it's been it's been a blast. I wouldn't change it for the world. And being able to meet, you know, so many people and, and pick the brains just like you do of so many incredible people. Um, you just realize how many how many smart and talented people are out there and how much we can all learn Um and how much people are willing to share their information. It's great. Yep, definitely. Uh, two more quick questions here, and then we'll wrap it up. I, I just w- actually wanted to say this one thing here as we wrap up. Um, in some of the previous episodes, maybe in the last month or so, I've talked about why I train, and then I talked about kind of the values, uh, finding your values, and letting that kind of guide y- your training as well. And in both of those episodes, I talked about freedom. And what I mean is like physical freedom, like the what why I train the way I do is to have physical freedom. And I thought about this episode and this topic being golf and by keeping myself mobile and strong and conditioned, I said that I don't get out on the greens very much these days, but when I do, like I'm ready to go, you know, I could go out there. My, my game probably wouldn't be that great, but at least physically I'd be ready to go and would feel good being out there for 18 holes. So I just want to say that because I think that actually, you know, I haven't played golf in a while, but you know, when I do, I'm, I'm ready to go based on the way I train. And hopefully that, that little insight helps some people. So two of my standard questions are a takeaway action from what we've talked about and then a book recommendation. Um, is there a, a book, uh, a golf book or any other book that would help the audience here today? Maybe something you've read in the last six months. And then as we wrap this up, what's something, one thing, and action that people can walk away with. Sure. Um, you know, we talked about the Ben Hogan book, so we'll, we'll say that's definitely a a book to read, but I just read and had, had this guest on the show, Dr. Gio Valiante, who I I had just mentioned, and he wrote a book called fearless golf. And it talks a lot about the identity of what kind of golfer are you? Are you the, the mastery golfer or are you more the ego centric golfer? And I, not meaning that in a condescending way, but when you go out on the course, what is kind of the intent? Is your intent to not embarrass yourself? Is your intent to not make mistakes and, you know, to hope to play good? Or, and that would be more the ego side, uh, whereas the master side is my intent is to get better every time I go out there. Every shot that I make, I'm trying to to focus on making this the best shot that I can possibly hit. And if I don't, what can I learn from that? And so there were just a ton of, of great insights into, into the, the mental side of golf um, that I thought were phenomenal. I, I've heard about this book for probably the last couple of years from some of the better golfers that I have and finally got around to reading it, had a chance to interview Dr. Geo. And it was just it's a great, great book, um, a non-golf book. And this this may sound totally um, off topic is um, one that I read every year, and I'd imagine that you've read this, Scott, and that's Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's one of those books where the yeah. title, I think the title kind of almost gives it um, a little bit of a bad connotation, but it's basically the premise of that book is figure out what you want, create that desire of what you want, and do everything in your power 
to move in that direction to to realize that goal and realize that potential. And I make it a point to read that book every single year just to remind me that um, that's really what this is all about, whether it's what you're doing in your golf game, whether it's what you're doing in your in your fitness, whether it's what you're doing in your business. Um, and I think that that lesson just resonates completely yeah. with me. Well, first of all, it's a great book. And, and, and second, out of all the interviews I've had, no one had mentioned that book until earlier this week. You're the second person this week that has actually <laughs> mentioned that book, which is crazy because it is, it is a really good book. And uh, no one had ever mentioned that as their you know, uh, book recommendation until this week. Now you're number two to, to mention it. So that's kind of bizarre. So uh, anybody that's listening and hasn't read the book, I, go get it. <laughs> you know what's funny is the first – it's kind of a hard book to read initially, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the first time I read it, I was like, man, that was, that was tough. I mean I don't even know that I – I don't think I liked that. And then you just kept, I kept hearing it and hearing it from other people just – and so I, I read it again and li- actually I listened to it a couple of times okay. and then you slowly start to understand yeah. the, the real meaning behind it. It was incredible. Nice. Uh, and then to, to you know answer your next question, the actionable piece, um, one of the things that I, I recommend, I'm, I'll give two. One is just start moving, start moving more, um, you know, whether that be walking or, you know, even getting down on the ground and, and doing some movements for the golfers, especially get the hips, the shoulders and the, the thoracic spine moving as much as possible. But um, a specific thing that I didn't mention that I have all of my golfers do is swing a golf club the opposite direction. So if you're a right-handed golfer, I want you to take, a, take the golf club and swing it left-handed maybe 20 times every couple of days. It's going to feel super awkward. Yeah, It's going to feel really, really strange. You don't have to hit a ball with it. But what it's going to do is it's first combating all of the rotations you've done in the one direction because you've probably swung thousands and thousands of times as a right-hander and hardly ever left-handed. So it's teaching your body and, and kind of regaining some of that, that motion and mobility back the other way. But it also works on your body a little differently with the acceleration and deceleration patterns that will ultimately help your right-handed swing as well. You'll probably notice some improvements in your swing speed just by doing that. You'll notice some more balance in, in swinging right-handed, um, and you'll just kind of feel a little bit more coordinated over the ball. Nice. I'm going to try that uh, maybe possibly later today. I've ne- I don't think I've ever done that, like a, a left-handed swing, so I'm going to try that out. And then um, back to your, your start moving more. I love that. Uh, you gave two specifics there, walk more or do more groundwork. And I think that's something we can all do actually more of. And just the simple little things like that make a, a really big difference. So, uh, Jeff, this has been awesome, man. Awesome content. I knew this would be a great interview. Um, thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to have you as a guest, and your time is greatly appreciated here on the show. Um, I'm honored to be on, and I just want to say that you know, having a podcast of my own, I know all the hard work that you put into this thing and the quality that, that you've made it is uh, incredible incredible. So continue doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate that, brother. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap for the show this week. I hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as I did. Uh, I really like this interview with Jeff. I thought he shared great insight. And this is a different topic than anything we've ever covered here on the show before. Let me know what you think about it. And as always, I'm open to your suggestions and feedback for guests and topics here on the show. As a matter of fact, I recently posted something on Instagram 
asking who would you like to hear, and I got uh, tremendous feedback from that. So feel free to share your recommendations or suggestions with me as well. Thanks again, guys, and uh, we will see you next week where I've got another great interview coming your way then. So stay tuned for that, and uh, have a great one. We'll talk again soon. Take care, guys.